My name is Marcel Direct. Welcome to Parent Talks. I serve as pastor of Faith Formation at Gateway Community Church and your host for this podcast series where we will explore the book Habits of the Household by author Justin Whitmell Erie. So welcome to chapter 10 of Habits of the Household. It has been uh, nine weeks that we have been exploring this wonderful book. And this brings us to our last chapter, chapter 10. Very fitting that he ends the book at the end of the day, uh, which is bedtime. And uh, bedtime is always a good time because that means it becomes mom and dad's time, Um, especially when you have younger kids and they go to bed earlier and the older the kids get, they end up going to bed after mom and dad. Um, So it was a great chapter and it's a fun chapter because it talks about uh, various things like the tickle blessing uh, and different things like that. So I'm sure that as you read this chapter, if you uh, plan on doing so, Uh, that you will find it quite uh, enjoyable um, as you do these things. So thank you to Dan, to Monica and Sheena for joining us again um, to discuss this chapter on bedtime. And uh, we have gone through a lot of uh, different chapters or different topics over the last uh, number of weeks uh, from waking, from mealtime, discipline, scream time, family devotions, marriage, work, play, conversations. uh, And now we end uh, our podcast series as well as this book on bedtime. So our habit is uh, that we read the main idea and then uh, we jump in the conversation. And uh, again, we just want to encourage you to uh, send us any prayer requests that you may have. Uh, We would love to pray with you and for you um, as a panel, but also as a church community. Um, So if you are comfortable with that, please feel free to send us that. You can go to our website uh, to access the webpage for that so that we can get that. Um, and respond accordingly. So we want to thank you in advance for doing that. Uh, The main thought here uh, of chapter 10 is this. Bedtime is a moment for parents and children to acknowledge that at the end of the day, God loves us. No matter our failures, we can rest in grace. Bedtime liturgies use habitful, prayerful, habitful prayers to find words and actions to incorporate the truths of the gospel into our routines, especially at the moments of the day when we are tired and most likely to need them. Now, I'm sure that as parents, you all have bedtime routines with your kids. Let's start with that. What, uh, what might be your bedtime routine? And then we'll kind of jump into uh, the chapter and some of the truths that uh, are in there. Yeah, so I... Um usually do bedtime with our kids um and it's not uncommon for me to go in and you know tuck in my girls at night and Aaron to come walking down the hallway 20 minutes later and be like you know and find us on the floor and piles of laughter tickling and having a great time and she'll be like what are you doing I'm putting the kids to bed can't you tell (laughs) and and then you know my son will will come out and he'll say I'll tuck him and he'll be but dad you didn't do any silly things to me yet (laughs) <laughs> and and so that's yeah that's it's always just a great time you know with with me and the kids and and that's the time that I I really enjoy is talking them in bed. Um, one of the things that I struggle with as far as bedtime goes is sometimes uh, bedtime is often used as a as a, a punishment, right? Like it's like okay, you know, it's just time to go to bed because I'm I need some time away from you kind of thing, right? And so for me, that's always been a little bit of a struggle. Is how do you how do you separate that out a little bit? How do you, you know, not make bedtime a, a punishment or a terrible thing when sometimes it sort of needs to be? Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah um, our bedtime routine 
um, has actually incorporated a lot of other um, rhythms that this book has talked about. So um, it takes a long time, but it does a lot of the things that we um, want to include in a routine. So we, um, we all first clean up all the toys that we've played with for the day. So that kind of goes back to the work chapter where um, we get everyone involved mm -hmm. in cleaning up just so that the next day is, it's a reset. Um, and then it's putting on pajamas and brushing teeth and then they get their um, one episode of a show which is part of our screen time for the day. And then um, we do um, our two oldest together and our younger one um, separate, but we read the Bible with them and then we um, pray with them and this is a time where they say the prayer and so at supper we've done more of like communal prayers mm -hmm. and um, repetition prayers but at night we want them to pray and usually it goes after the bible story or devotion book we're reading and then we read a story um, to them so that kind of incorporates the play and the read aloud time so again takes a while um, and then um, going to bed and um, I've always sung my kids to sleep so um, I would say we don't do some of the like prayers that he mentions but I think a lot of the songs that we do have biblical truths in mm -hmm. them and um, it's a way that some of my kids know hymns now um, mm -hmm. and some of those like rich um, scripture words things like that so we've incorporated that into the bedtime routine that's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, our bedtime routines have changed a lot as the kids have gotten older. Um, when when our older two were younger, it was a pretty structured bedtime routine where we would have like we clean up after dinner and then bath time and then story time and then um, we would sing them to sleep too. So whether whichever one of us was putting them to bed, it was often me. Um, and I would pray with them and then sing with them and get them to pray as well. Um, and then as they got older and it was like trying to find different, more meaningful things to do when we'd say goodnight to them. But I think like up until they moved out of the house, I would go to each of them in their room and say goodnight and sit down and chat with them a little bit. Um, there came a point at some point, and I don't know when, when they just we didn't pray out loud together anymore at bedtime, but it was, it was more of just a, a conversation and then they would do their own devotions and prayer. But I think they were actually fairly old when that started happening. Um, and then with our youngest, he often couldn't be part of the reading. Like if I was reading the Chronicles of Narnia as part of the bedtime routine, he was a little bit young. So Marcel would put him to bed and I'd read to the older ones. Um, but now then he kind of got his own routine. Um, so he and I actually have a routine even now where, um, we'll read a devotional together and talk about it. And then we also do this thing. It's on his Alexa device. It's question of the day. And it's just, you just ask her to ask you the question of the day and she comes up with this question and you have to answer it. And then you learn about the answer and, and like we have a streak going. <laughs> so like we won't, we don't want to, we will oh, not miss it. And if we're going to be Even out when of. when they go away for the night. Yeah. The we, rest of us have to do the streak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we do that. And then we, we pray um, or he prays and, uh, and I don't sing anymore. And I kind of wish I hadn't stopped that, but um, he's 14. So I'm sure he doesn't want his mom singing him to sleep. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of our, that's kind of our routine. And I, it took me 
years of feeling frustrated that the routine was taking so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and cause I was just so ready to get to my own time and my, you know, downtime. But I think somewhere along the way, I just surrendered and was like, this is just such a great time with the kids. It's where conversation happens. It's where, um, just even like snuggling happens or like hugs or like, I don't know. It just, it's a beautiful time. So, yeah. I know for myself, and I think I mentioned it in one of the other podcasts as well. I don't put the bed kids to bed near as often as Monica does, but whenever I did put the kids to bed, we'd always sing the blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when my oldest daughter was much smaller for years, we'd always have to be touching noses. <laughs> Our noses had to touch while we sang. That was just part of the ritual, and we had different ones with the boys, and yeah, and that was even that went all the way till we drop our kids off at university. We sang the final blessing on the last day, uh, so that's kind of neat. That wasn't bedtime then; we left them at different times. But yeah, so that's kind of cool. I forgot to mention too. There's this book, so we do this devotional book, and there's also this other book just called Q and A for kids. And I should have brought it as a prop, but it's this. Oh. Um, it's we'll got this question. So every date in the calendar year has has a question, and it one it can be like, what irritates you right now, or what's your favorite dinner food, or who's your best friend. It's just like simple questions, and then there's three sections for answers because they want you to go through it three years in a row and compare the answers. And Ruben and I have been doing it for about two years now, so we're on the second. Um, round I guess and it's the conversations that it brings up are so cool and often the topic ties into the devotional so it's just really rich time for conversation and yeah I want to change not change the focus so much of the conversation but who we're talking about because a lot of the time I think in the last number of chapters we're talking about you know these are the habits for our kids and here's the blessing for our kids Um, but I think you know we're no experts, right? We talk about that offset a lot, that we're, we're just parents, uh, just trying our best. Some things we're doing well, lots of things we're not doing well, but we're always exploring and figuring things out. Um, but I think when it comes to nighttime blessing and nighttime bedtime routines, I think there's a lot of benefit for the parents to be engaged in it with their children, right? I think we can, we all, we can all assume that it's important for the kids. But talk a little bit about the blessing that it has been for you as parents to be engaged in the nighttime rituals with your kids. Because each one of you is very different, right? Um, so what do you get out of it as a parent? Um, is there things that you get out of as a parent or is it just more, <laughs> I got to do it because the book says I do. So I get a lot out of it as a parent. I, I think... Flesh that out a bit. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there was one distinct, I, I'll share just a very um, like zoomed in memory. Um, Ruben and I were reading through, um, it was a children's Bible that had like almost comic strip style illustrations in it. And we read the story about when Moses had to have his arms in the air and that's when the Israelites were winning and then he couldn't keep his arms up anymore and so he had to have two two people holding his arms up and anyway it just was like this aha moment in this this bible story that I hadn't really had before and I went to school the next day and I shared it with like our staff cohort and 
then I ended up sharing it as a chapel devotional. And like, it just became this whole big thing that I learned because I did, I read this children's Bible story with Reuben and it was at a season in my life where I didn't have a lot of time or didn't put a lot of time into reading my own Bible. Um, and so for me, it was not only am I getting close to my kid and spending this meaningful quality time with him, I'm also growing in my knowledge of scripture in a unique way that I never expected. So, and that happened over and over again. That was just mm -hmm. one example. But. Yeah, that's cool. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, yes, I've experienced many um, wonderful things from putting our kids down to bed and just, yeah, moments of like spiritual moments when maybe it's just, yes, that routine where he, it happens every night mm -hmm. and you make it a priority for your kids and maybe not for yourself. But I remember, um, that yeah singing to my kids and it was just a not a great day with my kids right mm -hmm. and so you're you spent you regret things or it's just like there's been a lot of anger through the day and just I just remember weeping while singing one time right and singing um I, I it was um our God is an awesome God mm -hmm. and just being like and now I'm just gonna praise God for who he is and Right, just like that moment of praise where you're like, I don't deserve any of this, and then singing Amazing Grace next, and you're just like, yep, like, I need God's grace, mm -hmm. especially again today, um, and singing that, yeah, and just weeping in their bedroom. Uh, this is when they were much younger, didn't really know what was happening, <laughs> right? But just having that rhythm for myself. Um, even when the kids were young. Maybe I was really sleep-deprived, too. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Probably. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I really enjoy some of the conversations that come out of tucking the kids in. Um, you know, just recently, my my son was having a rough day, and it was just, you know, talking to him in bed, it's just like, you're just kind of sitting there feeling like, all right, like, this is not, something's not working, right? And then just being able to sit, you know, sit beside him in bed and being like, you know, what's going on? Like, what's, what's, what's going on, right? And then he was finally able to sort of share what's going on, and and what's going on at, at home and at school and different things. And it was just a great sort of opportunity to sit down and, and get sort of on his level and sort of, uh, yeah, have some of those conversations that you don't necessarily get to have when everybody's, you know, going here and going there and there's, you know, things to do and places to be when you're in bed, that's kind of all you got to do. Right. So then you're, you're kind of, you have that opportunity to have some of those conversations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think like spending that time with your kids before they go to sleep to like understand where they're at and they bring out feelings. Mm -hmm. And I think it's like going back to the chapter on conversations, talking about like that third place mm -hmm. where it's dark and they can't really see you. So you're not really making eye contact and you can talk about um, just different feelings, right? So like my five-year-old son was, you know, nervous about nightmares and you know, mm -hmm. we talk about nightmares and he goes, but why, why does God allow nightmares? Hmm. You're like, okay, why does God allow nightmares? Like, we're like, well, there's just like sin in the world and right. And he's like, well, but why, like, why can't God just get rid of all nightmares and all evil? Like, why can't he just defeat it? Like mm -hmm. he can do anything. Right. And then you have these spiritual conversations and there's just like in kids' minds, endless time. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so like because there's nothing distracting you in a dark room. Right. And I just think it's just been neat to have a lot of spiritual conversations um, mm -hmm. at that time, too. 
And having to answer them makes you think about hmm. yeah. them and what you believe. And yeah, yeah, I've had that too. And it's, yeah, it's a pretty neat experience. Mm-hmm. On uh, page 193, he starts out the chapter about his, his uh, son going to bed one years old and the frustrations that he has with that. And he says, I found myself raising my voice in the middle of the night saying, no, not now, no, and trying to discipline a one-year-old who doesn't understand anything that is happening. As I heard myself barking, I realized the stupidity and the futility of it, and I resigned. I put him down, not gently, and said, fine, just cry then, and I stormed back to my bed. I think we've all been there at some point. (laughs) I think we can relate to that. How do you process that as parents? Because um, maybe maybe somebody just went through this and now they're listening to the bedtime. How do you process that as parents? Um, have you had that? And, and just kind of talk about that for a bit. Oh, yeah, I mean, we've had, we went through a season for a while where you'd, you know, you'd tuck the kids in bed and five minutes later, all three of them are out there. I need water. I need to go mm. pee. I need oh, to do this. Yeah. Right. And so then you do all the things and tuck them all back in. And then you, you know, you sit down and 10 minutes later, they're all back out again because they need something else. Right. And, and, you know, you can't, uh, at first, you know, your first instinct is to get mad and frustrated and all these things, right? But then you, you start to understand that they're doing it for a reason, right? Like there's something, there's something behind it, right? They're not doing it to frustrate you, right? That's not their, their intent, right? And so once you sort of understand that, you know, they're doing it for a reason besides just to, you know, make my hair stand up on the back of my neck, Right. Then, then, then you can kind of explore like, Hey, you know, what's going on? Like I've talked to you guys in three times. What's the, what's, what's happening? Why, why can't we stay in bed? Whatever. Right. And so then, yeah, I think once you just sort of get past that initial frustration, um, I think you can, again, it just allows for, you know, have some more conversations and mm-hmm. sort of figure it out. Yeah. Those early years are hard. Like <laughs> I was like, if there's anyone listening and they're like, Oh, bedtime. Like, you would have told me I was doing a podcast and talking about how touched <laughs> I am about putting kids to bed. I'm pretty sure Nathan would be like, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's not how it was. Mm-hmm. Right? Because like, when your kids don't understand the logic behind things, um, right, of like why we stay in bed or what we need, or just like... You have kids that don't sleep through the night until they're three. Like, that's that's hard because you're sleep-deprived, too, and mm-hmm. it's affecting you mm-hmm. um, just in your emotions. So I'd say, yes, you go through all different kinds of seasons, and you are going to react that way. And I think when I already had those songs in place and was woken up, and he says this, too, where you're reminded back where it's like, we worship an awesome God. I need grace. We all are loved by the father and I love my child. It's just that rhythm that's already in you that gives mm-hmm. you that patience you need to get through it. And if you're at wit's end, you hope that like your spouse can take over for you <laughs> at that <laughs> point, right? Like, yeah. And, but you just remember that like, yeah, you can't go through it alone, but you rely on God's grace. And I think that's what came out um, in this chapter too. Um, talking about leaning into the story of God coming to the end of ourselves isn't a sign of failure and it's the beginning of grace and talking about how like at the end of the day there's that time of rest that's going to come up you're going to get that second chance again the next day Mm -hmm. um, even when things don't go smoothly 
Yeah, I I think what a beautiful way to end. Like he goes through all these habits and he ends with one where it's it's not all warm fuzzy. Like and it it's mm-hmm. it's actually like what does he say on 194 there um in a very real sense parenting is one long process of revealing who you are and usually that is not pretty. And it's yeah. so true. Like sometimes when you're so tired and you just want your kid to sleep and it's it's not pretty and and you're you're frustrated and you're angry and and I think like it's in those moments more than any other in parenting where I have been hit like smacked in the face with the fact that I'm not in control and and nothing I do can make this kid sleep (laughs) and and that like yeah I'm not perfect they're not perfect we're not perfect we need God um and I think I think that's a really appropriate way to end this whole book, right? That these and then you have these habits built in that carry you through those difficult times and and that actually bring you closer to God. And because you recognize I don't have it all together. I don't I'm not in control. And and like he says later on the next page too, this is grace in action and it will never stop being counterintuitive to us. And and that really struck me too, because this is something we have to work on daily and and realize daily. And having these habits in place helps you do that. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because on page two hundred seven, he ha- the, the the chapter ends with a lot of little blessings, yeah, right that mm-hmm. he uses or he's he's heard others use. And one of them is a short blessing for littles when you are frustrated, <laughs> yeah. right? So it's just acknowledged again. There are, there. Are things that you can say and habits that you can have. And like you said, I already have it in your mind. Here's what I'm going to do, mm-hmm. right? When it happens. How did you all feel about all the blessings at the end? Uh, is that something that you did? Did you find, you know, because everybody has their, their own ideas to what is a blessing. Um, what does that look like, right? I know that, Monica, you've done it before. The good night toes, good night this, good mm-hmm. night, right? He talks about that. Either he talks about it here in the book or it was one of his um, little video clips that he has. Um but he would refer that as a blessing that you're going through and you're saying good night and thanking God for all, you know, for all the, the whole body. Um, how, how, did, how did that strike you, all his blessings that he has in the back of the book? Was that good? Was that a little bit corny? Um, talk about that. I liked them. I, I think we've done similar things, or at least I have. Like, I've done this, and the kids will ask for, or used to ask for it, like, good night body, right? So you, like, say good night to every body part and talk about what they've done for the day and now they need their rest and then it like at by the time I'd get to their head they'd be fast asleep and I never thought of it as a blessing so much as a tactic to get them to sleep (laughs) Um, (laughs) but it's kind of cool the way he frames it and and I wish I had had I wish I had read this book when my kids were little um because there's so much in all the chapters that I think oh I would use that um, but the blessings are just so simple and practical. Like anyone reading this book who has little kids, I think use these. Like just it doesn't take more than thirty seconds to do this little blessing. But if you do it on a regular basis, mm. then you're building that habit. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm encouraged. To, like I would like to start trying the body part when um, mm-hmm. this isn't something we've done yet. I would mm-hmm. say yeah, we let the kids pray at night, but adding this. Um, part I think something we look forward to doing yeah I mean I some of these are are interesting because they're pretty short like um, yeah I mean they're not it doesn't have to be a a long and drawn out process Um, 
which I kind of I I, I yeah, I like that he's kind of given some examples and they're not they're not that hard to implement, which is which is uh which I found exciting cuz some of the other things throughout the book he's given some some things to implement and some of them seem like a lot of work and most of these are, you know, three, four, five lines kind of idea. Like they're pretty pretty simple, pretty straightforward. Um so yeah. It says here in God's in the story of God coming to the end of ourselves isn't a sign of failure. It's the beginning of grace. Have you have you experienced that? Have you felt that in your own life? Um, that when we get to those moments when we just want to say, quiet down, go to sleep. That's when you feel the beginning of God's grace and, ha- and have the ability then to display that to your children. Maybe not immediately, <laughs> if I'm <laughs> honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... I think that takes time or or even a restful mind to get there. And I think in those moments, frustration reigns a little bit. Um, I appreciated reading how he how he went through that with that um, with his son in the beginning of the chapter. Um, And it does sometimes hit you in the middle of it. And then you you feel like, wow, I really need God's grace. And then it starts. But sometimes it doesn't strike you till the next day or later and mm. that's just reality sometimes you go to bed exhausted and frustrated and i i think books like this and parenting groups and bible study groups and life groups um church family and friends those are all ways where you can be encouraged to to realize that right we aren't meant to come to that on our own mm-hmm. and and that's what i find really encouraging about his suggestions but also just living in community mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, you know, he starts it off, right? Like, his, the, the way he starts the chapter, it talked about how he, you know, got angry at his one-year-old son in the middle of the night, and then he sat there and realized he screwed it up. And I think that's, for me, you know, that he sort of admits that and says, you you know, I, I screwed that up. I didn't do it the way I should have. And then he sort of, you know, builds on that, and he, tr- and he goes back, and he... Um, you know, says that he went back to his son and, and kind of sorted that out. And to me, I think that's the biggest part, right? Like, we're not going to do it perfectly, mm-hmm. right? We're not going to get it right the first time or the hundredth time even, right? But just understanding that we are fallen, we are broken, um, and we do need God's grace to, to deal with that, um, I think is, is, is a, yeah, it's important. Yeah, and like, I think of like, when I'm frustrated with my kids, it's when they're, not wanting to go to sleep, right? And just, I don't want to sleep. Why do we have to sleep, right? <laughs> and you're answering those questions and you're just trying to talk about like, well, your body needs to rest and go, right? Like you talk it all through and, but like you can't just tell the kids, okay, go to sleep. And, and like it just doesn't automatically <laughs> happen. Like it takes that calming, restful, peaceful, right time to, bring your energy level down and think about like, and just like have that self-reflection almost of the day and that time of like what happened today, what's going to take place tomorrow. And that's the new thing in our, in our bedtime routine is we have to talk about the schedule for the next day. (laughs) Right. And they ask what's going to happen tomorrow. But sometimes, right. My daughter's thinking about the next day and is wondering, well, what about this? What about this? And it's going to help her sleep to talk that through. And it's, helpful right so that gets added to the routine but just to like calmly 
spend that time resting your body and resting your mind, reflecting. It gives you that time to reflect on your own day too mm -hmm. and then see how the next day is a new day and you think back to the first chapter, waking up, letting the light in, right? Starting with God again and it's just like a, a new day, a new chance to start again. Like, mm -hmm. it's beautiful. Like, and some days I'm like, yes, I can't wait for tomorrow just for it to be a new day. <laughs> Right? Um, yeah, so lots of different truths, I think, in there and just... Yeah, I think that's and... neat. Tomorrow is a new day where you start with chapter one again. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right? Read it again. Uh, read it again, right? You Which get lots of chances to keep trying to get this yeah. right. But I think that's true, right? There's a lot <laughs> yeah. of chances, yeah. right? Because as yeah. long as we keep trying something and it's going to fail, some things are going to connect, some things are going to work wonderfully with your family, some things aren't. And mm -hmm. I think that's where the grace of God comes in. Right? How yeah. many times have we failed? Right? <laughs> and yet the grace of God is always there for us. Um, any last closing thoughts on this particular chapter on bedtime? I like how he ties it into, like, at the end of the day, God loves us and God's going to pursue us anyways, despite what we've done. And, like, you think of the end of the day, you think of the end of the book. For me, anyway, a lot of these chapters have, have brought out maybe feelings of, guilt or I'm not measuring up. Um, but he ends it with these are the rhythms that remind us we can rest in God's goodness anyways. And mm -hmm. I, I really like that in this chapter that it's not about how we can make sure we're being perfect, but that we can rest in God's goodness and God's love for us. And that's, that's ultimately what all of these habits need to point us towards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Following that, um, I have a section underlined. It says, no one habit or blessing or prayer or conversation is going to magically change your life or the relationship with God. And that is up to the divine regeneration of the Holy Spirit. But what these habits of the household are doing is giving our children windows into what we mean when we talk about faith. And I think, mm. like, just thinking about the book and as a whole, it's like you could do all the habits and if you did them all perfect, like try to do them perfectly, it doesn't mean your child will necessarily grow up following the Lord. Right. And it's not nothing you can control as a parent, right? And that is up to the Holy Spirit and continue to remember to pray for the Holy Spirit to work in your child's life and in your family's life because you could have all the habits, but it is still ultimately your child and the Holy Spirit's relationship, but giving windows into seeing what faith is meant to be mm -hmm. um, is what these habits can give. Yeah. That brings us to the end of the book. Ten chapters, ten habits, uh, with a lot of little habits in the ten habits uh, mm -hmm. that we can look at, work at, try, keep trying. We'll keep failing, but we can keep trying. Um, and just trusting and relying on the work of the Holy Spirit in our kids' lives. Uh, we hope and we pray that this, as you went through this, uh, hopefully um, as families, that it has been a blessing to you um, to explore what it all means to have habits in the household. We all have habits. Um, whether the good habits or bad habits, we all have habits. And we just hope that this book helps us to steer us in the direction of good habits. Um, and we've said it before that I think our goal and our aim is not that you perfect every habit, but you would just at least try a habit. 
Um, and that's why we kind of did it in one week interval so you could read the chapter, you can ponder the chapter, and even perhaps try a habit that week and see if it sticks, see how it works. And, and maybe it does and maybe it doesn't. Um, but we hope some do um, because it's kind of fun when they do. Um, so thank you to Monica, Dan, and Sheena for your participation in this podcast. Um, and again, uh, we are tremendously grateful uh, for your insights, your wisdoms, just for clarity, for full disclosure. None of us are experts. Um, we're not counselors. We're not professionals. We're just parents um, who love our kids, uh, who love other people's kids, and who love the Lord and, and want to see families um, that have spiritual, good spiritual habits in their homes. That's our desire. Um, and to end our series, I thought it would be neat if we would just spend time in prayer. So I've asked Sheena if she would be willing to close our 10-part series of Habits of the Household in prayer. And uh, Sheena, would you mind yes, leading us I in prayer and leading our families in prayer? Yes, let's come together in prayer. Heavenly Father, what an overwhelming sense of joy to know that we can come before your throne as children of you and um, we could be listening from all sorts of places all around the world. And uh, we come together knowing you and knowing that you are our father and that you care deeply for your children, Lord. Uh, you have bestowed on us the responsibility of shepherding our children and um, letting them um, just understand what faith is and how we can incorporate these different habits into our households, Lord. And we just pray that you will do a mighty work um, through the words um, of your scripture and through the ideas that were brought about um, from this book and through the ideas that were talked about in the podcast and maybe talked about with our friends and families and communities, Lord. And we just pray that uh, the Holy Spirit can work in and through um, every listener and that you will give us the patience and the courage and um, the wisdom and all the different aspects of the fruit of the spirit to um, instill um, healthy habits of conversation and of play and um, in our marriages and in our discipline and um, at our meal times in our waking up and our going to bed um, in our work and anything else I may have forgotten from the other chapters Lord but we just pray that um, you will instill in us just that those truths and help um, us just to, to begin those habits with our kids so they can understand these truths in a world where we're not sure what's true anymore all the time. And we just pray that you will open the eyes of parents and grandparents and church members in our communities to help uh, give that vision that you want um, for your kingdom to come, Lord. And um, just really just pray for the Holy Spirit's work in all these different families, for all these different listeners. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to our podcast for ways to develop habits in our home that will allow our children to experience Jesus. This is a 10-week study with new episodes coming out every Monday. For further study, we have many additional resources on our website for you as parents as well as for your children. Also, a place for you to send in your prayer requests. The 412 ministry team would be honored to pray for you and your family. For these resources and more, go to gatewaycrc.org backslash parent talks. Thank you to Monica, Dan, and Sheena for your insights and to our producer, Jaden.